What's up, spiritual gangsters? This your OG's Trees and Rain. Welcome to another episode of Tribe Vibes. So let's get into it. This is going to be the start of our three-part series on love. Mm-hmm. The first part is going to be about self-love, which is very important. The second part is going to be about love of others. And the third part is going to be about how those two things interact with each other and more so how we can find balance in the both of them in the life that we live. That's right. (laughs) This process, this process was the most difficult, not for the lack of material because there's plenty, there's so much to say about love, but it's just the personal journey and some stuff that it has awoken during this process was just, you know, it was a lot. It was like, uh, like everyone, I think the problem is everybody wants to talk about love. I feel like love is in the center of like everything and like a whole lot of things. So there's so much material out there and just deciphering through the material and actually coming out with some type of realization sometimes is hard, especially on a topic like this. Um, so it can be very overwhelming to talk about love, even like self-love and love of other people and just the topic in general. So we're going to try to do it justice and get <laughs> a little bit. Um, but I picked this topic. <laughs> I, I felt like everything we talked about kind of came back to love. You know what I'm saying? Like every topic That's we true. picked, love had some type of aspect in that topic and because of that, I felt like we could only, you know, we we had to make a topic about love. Like there was really no going around it. And then we dance around so much. It's the central theme to like life. Yeah. And then I decided to chop it up in parts because it's it's such a vast topic, you know. I felt like we had to start with self-love because, you know you got to learn to love yourself before anyone else. And we'll get into all of that. It was what RuPaul said. Yes, hunty. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you have to start with yourself. And then I was like, next is just loving others. Like just anyone and everyone, you know, just love. And then the reason why I picked the third part, because basically like how we move in the world really dictates the balance we have of loving ourselves and other people you know what i'm saying like that kind of is like the basis of a lot of the decisions we make in life so i felt like its own topic well both of them deserve their own topic separately and then Mm -hmm. their own topic together you know so we can learn how to balance and use both of the things that we learned about both of these topics so let's get right into it all right So I'll start first. My first quote that I have is from the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, 1 John 4, 16. And it says, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lies in love lies in God and God in them. The reason why I wanted to start off with this is just to say like, you know, in a way we are God and to mm-hmm. love him, we have to love ourselves because if we love God, we have to love ourselves too. 
just kind of like the whole your body is a temple thing and you have to treat yourself right right also all kind of like within that scope of things. i like that god is love so we love god we love ourselves because god is in us it's like one of those tangled webs <laughs> it all exactly it all together i like that yeah Okay, I don't know where to start with this one. I was just, uh, I have a, quite a few, quite a few quotes in Buddhism. Sorry, from Buddhism. Um, start with this one. It's an important core teaching in Buddhism is self love. Buddha teaches that you love the self before extending the love to others. In other words, before you are able to love luminary. You must have the capacity to embrace yourself fully. I don't know who said that, but <laughs> there was no name attached to that. But I just like that um, the central theme in the entire religion is rooted in loving, stemming from yourself first so that you can be a vehicle to love others or to show or give love to others. Yeah, actually, I found a, a lot of quotes. Like, Buddhism was, like, a major center theme around love. Right, and right. It, it dealt with a lot of, like, love and compassion because mm -hmm. their whole thing is about, like, freedom and being free from suffering. Right. And it seems like love and compassion has a lot to do with that. Um, I guess I'll read. This is pretty long, but... It's, it has a lot of jewels in it. And okay. I got this off of like some Buddhist blog. And it basically talks about like how we can be more compassionate to ourselves mm -hmm. and how we can not separate our losses and bad experiences just because they're painful and how that can turn into self-love. So, right. so basically it starts by saying the more painful your feelings the more likely you are to hold the experience at bay, never to fully let it in so it can be processed and relinquished. And I'm gonna pause a couple of times just so these can like settle in because mm -hmm. I feel like the even the start was very powerful because everyone wants to like push away their like feelings and bad experiences because they feel bad, you know, but because you push your feelings away and your bad experiences away, they can never get processed and relinquished. Like you can never deal with anything you don't want to bear. That's true. I, honestly, I found quite a bit. I mean, we'll circle back to that a bit later, but I found that theme quite a bit where it's um, basically saying love is not just the the good feelings and the happiness and the uh, whether that um, pertains to yourself or to others. It's, it comes with the darkness and you have to push through the darkness and to fully experience true love. Yeah. yeah. Self-love is a process. It's not a, a point. Like it's not just like one thing. Right. Yeah, it's not it's a destination. The journey, it's man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'll, I'll continue. He says, mm -hmm. nor are you able to let it go since that would first require allowing it to permeate you to whatever degree of impact it has for you. So like, I feel like with that, it's like you go through things and the things you go through 
has something for you. Even if it's bad, it can be like the worst thing that ever happens to you. But the process of you dealing with it and becoming a different person is that process of you becoming into yourself and becoming one with yourself and actually like triumphing above your experiences to become a better person and loving that better person, you know? Let me tell you how this one just hit me right in where my life is right now. (laughs) This, this, This theme came up. I have a quote. I have a, I think it works, a few quotes that kind of like circle around this fact, but this one kind of just hit it on the head and which is why it was so difficult for me to do this theme at this very point in time in my life. It sounds <laughs> just like you keep clapping. <laughs> huh? It sounds like you keep clapping. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just. I'll show you. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? And that's that's something like we do these because it's stuff that we have to learn for ourselves. It's not just like a preach moment. And you know what I mean? Or us try to teach a lesson. It's like, fuck, I needed this exact thing right now. But it's just it's it's real. You can say your quote in between this. I can always come back because it's a lot like it, it, it unravels a lot. OK, I have. um let me let me do this one, Rumi. Now we cannot talk about love without bringing up Rumi. So this nigga is everywhere through my quotes. <laughs> Just, I love one of my favorite poets, but this one is it's short, but it's to the point. The wound is the place where the light enters you. Oh, that's see. This is this is, Rumi's my nigga. It's wait. We need to take a moment. Can you repeat that? And let's just take a moment. <laughs> in the back um <laughs> the wound is the place where the light enters you real now shit. that is real shit because in just generally speaking like me personally it's going through or realizing or dealing with one of the hardest things that i've ever had to deal with or realize in my life and having to push through that uh, in order to essentially rebuild, to rebuild, like period. And that, and that starts with like self-love and looking at yourself differently, but without having that pain or whatever it is, um, then you won't have the true beauty, to, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's kind of like uh, people say your experiences make you. It's true, your experiences make you, but they're not who you are. Who you yeah. are, who you choose to be, despite your exactly. circumstances. Yep. And with that, you can find total peace. Without darkness, we will never know light. That's true. So go pushing through or dealing with your pain and how you truly heal through that. You become such so much more faceted and so much more beautiful because like some of the most beautiful diamonds those are like they have the most cuts in them so they could sparkle i was i was gonna say that that kind of goes into the whole duality of life which we'll talk about in another podcast (laughs) yeah you know that that and that plays into duality which is also like you know something so that can feel so terrible but yet so beautiful but yet you can find a lot of peace in 
Um, so yeah, um, let me uh, continue. Like, this shit gets deep, man. <laughs> so then he continues that says that you separate from it, meaning your bad experiences or anything that's really making you feel like you're suffering by becoming angry or restless or you start to judge yourself or others and fantasize about how you could have been different or done things differently. You repeat this story to yourself over and over again and harden around the experience. Why? Because the feeling seems so unbearable that to fully let it in seems as though it would be to experience total death. You mistakenly believe separation is safety and paroxysmally, the opposite is true. To allow the experience in is to embrace life. So, mm. like, you know, basically everything we've been saying that, like, because of these bad experiences, we end up having, like, these feelings of anger, restlessness, maybe hating ourselves, judging ourselves, right. fantasizing about other people's lives. Like, I can be like this, I can be like that person, even without fully knowing what they're going through themselves. And mm-hmm. us not wanting to let this bad experience in, we're kind of like hating ourselves. You right. Know? And by hating ourselves, we're never evolving. Like we may be physically evolving, like things around us may be changing, but like inwardly, we're not evolving. And we're not truly embracing ourselves or even really embracing life because what you have around you is like a pseudo life you're creating around yourself because you're trying to block out your experiences or maybe just some restlessness or um, messed up feelings that you feel inside that you're not letting out and that you're not dealing with, you know? Absolutely. Uh, When we did our piece on comfort zone, like your comfort zone is created um, at that time. It needs to heal, it needs to regroup, it needs to step back and deal with something uh, in whatever sense that may be. And eventually you have to leave that comfort zone. But the the need for it, you know, that's something that um, we didn't talk too much about. But I believe it said something like that in the quote you just read. Even what you just said were the reality that you create for yourself. You surround yourself with what you feel you need at that time to heal or you separate from actual reality. And uh, that in that separation and cutting yourself off from others or from your growth to heal. I just, I don't know. I forgot where I was going with that. But, um, <laughs> You're basically saying like, sometimes you do need that time to heal, but there's also a time where you need to step back into reality because you're not like, sometimes you need that stagnancy. Like I remember that topic when we were talking about comfort zones. Mm-hmm. Like, I was saying like, oh, you know, uh, kind of a little off topic, but during our podcast about comfort zone, I was saying that, you know, I want to step out of my comfort zone. I feel like, you know, my comfort zone is making me stagnant and blah, blah, blah. But you were saying that the comfort zone was actually a time that I needed for myself to heal so that when I actually go out of it, I'm actually a better person and I'm actually able to conquer things. And I actually healed myself when I was in that comfort zone and, you know, surrounding myself with these things. But you know, eventually you need to go back to reality, which kind of connects with what I just said. You know, we may be blocking out our bad experiences because we want to feel comfortable, but sometimes we have to embrace them, accept them in so that we can truly heal ourselves so we can step out into the world 
loving ourselves, you know what I mean? And doing, you know, really experiencing the life that we want to live and experience. Yeah, that one. <laughs> That's where you're trying to go. And then um, I'll read the last. Um, now he, he kind of gets into like how we can deal with feeling. So he continues to say, instead of suffering with guilt, loss, or any type of painful experiences or feelings from the past, we have to have compassion for ourselves with the feelings, the tensions, the sadness, the angry insecurities, whatever that arises from our difficult past situations, they need to mm. be acknowledged as suffering. This is like the Buddhism part of it. Like in, all of our experiences need to be acknowledged as suffering that needs to be held with compassion and loving kindness instead of berating ourselves for not getting over it. Um, and just like a little segue, lots of times, like we, we like to hate ourselves because we like dwell on things. Right. Like, you know, I can't get over this or I can't get over that or I still feel angry about that. We're more compassionate to other people most of the time than we are to ourselves. That's, that's true. That's we need to all work on as people. Being more compassionate, loving, and kind to ourselves, you know. And um, then I'll continue with what he says. Um, we need to pay more attention to our thought patterns that arise around these situations and mistakes. And then he, he, he goes on to discuss how we can overcome this. Because how he describes like um, having compassion and loving yourself, he thinks of it as like a kind of like a task, like a, a, a muscle that needs to be worked. It's not like something that you just wake up and magically have one day. It is something you need to put conscious effort into, you know, so love is a verb man it's an yeah, action word and some people believe it's just something that like you just automatically have but but it is something we all need to work on physically yeah it's not just a feeling it's not just that it's not just that um that affection that you feel it's there's actions that you have to put behind it and that's doesn't just apply to being in a relationship or having any type of love towards anybody else outside yourself it starts with yourself as well right so he he says that compassion is an energetic response not a mental idea it arises in the body through the belly and heart it is what you feel when you see a small child fall and scrape a knee your natural response is to pick up the child not because holding can make the scrape go away but because it provides a kind of comfort that is healing to the spirit of the child. It is exactly in that energetic spirit that you hold yourself when you are fully accepting the truth of your own past experiences. The task is to find the humility and the courage to open to yourself in this manner. And it is not easy. Basically self-care happens through acknowledgement of your suffering and your past experiences that has made you who you are and having compassion with yourself throughout all these experiences. And that's kind of like how he ends everything. That's, I mean, that's it right there. That was important. <laughs> I feel like everything he, he said was very important. No, there was a lot of gems. You're right. There's a lot of different stuff. I feel like we have to circle back to because have some quotes that deal with certain things, but that, like, it's in its entirety is basically it's the truth. Yeah. It is what it is. All right, I don't even know where to start after that. There's so much I can. 
Huh? I, I, I like this is a segue. I have a couple. I'll do I'll do two of them. They're kind of like cutthroat a little bit, but like it is what it is, you know. So my first one is by Anne Frank. What? Yeah, Anne Frank. Okay. She said, "You can be lonely even when you are loved by many people, since you are still not anyone's one and only." I feel mm. like that's important because it's like sometimes you seek so much outside of yourself, but you don't realize like you are your one and only. Like it is just you. Like even if that means you have to talk to yourself, like I talk to myself all the time. I look crazy sometimes because sometimes I walk down the street and I talk to myself and then somebody like pops out in a corner of the street. <laughs> <laughs> and they just look at me like, what the hell is this bitch problem? No, let me tell you, that's how I, I am at work too. Then, like, I, you always be the only one that does that in the world. But like, I literally talk to myself all the time. Like, either whether it's in my head or I'm saying it out loud, because it's like no one knows me like myself. No one feels can feel such compassion for me as myself. And honestly, yourself is the only real thing you really know in life. That's like, true. To start with you, your own intentions, your own thoughts, your own body that's the only thing you're ever in control of, and it's the only thing you ever know to be true and truly for you. So, why not cultivate that and love that? I've always said, like, at the end of the day, I always do exactly what I feel inside because that's the only mm-hmm. thing I know that is right. I don't know if anything like what somebody's telling me is right, I don't know if, if you know somebody's being true to me. All I know is that I know myself and I'm loving myself, you know, like that's all there really is. And then I have another one that's a little like on the same thing, wavelength, I should say. It says uh, self-love is so important because when you find yourself crying on the bathroom floor, whether it's 3 a.m. or 5 a.m. in the afternoon, who is going to be there for you? You have to pick yourself up and find the strength to move on. At the end of the day, you're all you got. It starts with you, man. Yeah, it's a little depressing in a way, but at the same time, (laughs) you have to have your own back. You know, you have to love yourself enough to care about yourself, to pick yourself up and to do the things that you have to do, you know, for yourself in your life. Because nobody else knows you like you do. That's like what you said. Yeah. I like that, man. I like that. (laughs) Well, let me do this one from Buddha. This is, I guess, a piggyback off that a little bit. Uh, you yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserve your love and affection. I actually had that one. Uh, twinsies. <laughs> it just goes back to, you know, focus on yourself first. It's, it's, we're naturally more compassionate to others. Like, that, like that other quote said. No. there's reasons why we have to care about ourselves more like i have this quote that says no one cares about someone who's bent on self-sabotage if you want to save the world from sinking first pull yourself up and escape from drowning so even if you look at it from an aspect of you don't want to be selfish or you want to love other people you have to love yourself because if you're lost when you help or try to love somebody else they're going to be lost too because you're putting that on them now that theme also speaks to my life. The blind leading the blind. Exactly. You know, how are you supposed to love someone you don't love yourself? Because you don't really know what love is 
unless you feel it yourself. Because it all starts with you. Just like in, when you know when you uh when uh, I don't know when you get on a plane and you have children and they say if you have a life vest, you put the life vest yeah, on. Save yourself first. Even though you love the child and you want to save the child, you have to put it on yourself first because so that you're able to help. You wouldn't be able to help the child. You'll be drowning, pulling down the child with you. You know what I mean? But in, if you put your life vest on first, you could have held the child and the child would have been safe. Think about it like that. <laughs> or everyone's going to die. <laughs> Everybody going to die. Everybody going to die. Um. <laughs> no, but yeah, like what you were saying also, um, we're you practice self-love through self-care and through uh healing i guess i have one another one from rumi of course um says your task is not to seek for love but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it oh read that again because this one spoke to my life um your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. That's good. Yeah, this was another one where it's like dealing with, uh, I guess, overcoming, for lack of a better term, overcoming traumas and understanding, boom, understanding yourself as a form of self-love. I feel like if you know who you are, if you know you that bitch, they'd be like, uh, I love that bitch. Because she's that bitch. You know what I mean? I felt like it was it was more like self-sabotage. Like read the quote one more time. Okay. Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. So I feel like it's more like how people try to like self-sabotage themselves and they have all these things in themselves that they need to work on, but instead of working on themselves, they're searching for love and they're stuck on love. But I don't think they realize, this is the reason why we need this topic. Love isn't love. Like it's not love. It's all, it's like everything else but love. I'll explain. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Somebody gonna quote me for that though. It's everything but love. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like all the other topics we do make up love. Like like compassion makes up love. Self like respecting others and yourself makes up love. But we're talking about self-love. So let's say like self-respect, compassion for yourself, like being grateful. Self-love is being compassionate. You know, it's about compassion. It's about respect. It's about kindness. It's about gratitude. Like all the things that we talk about kind of culminate what love is. Like right. love encompasses so much. You know, a lot mm. of things equal love. It's not just the actual, like some people are so fixated on the word nowadays that they don't know what love encompasses end game like love is not an end game it's life it's what we do it's how we live it's our journey it's not like an ultimatum it's not like 
where we end. It's actually where we begin, where we end, and everything in between. You know, and I think that's what a lot of people are missing. So with that, with loving ourselves, we have to respect ourselves. We have to be compassionate to ourselves. We have to be kind to ourselves. We have to be grateful for ourselves. You know, all these things kind of encompass, you know, what love is. And I feel like that comes up on every topic because it's more than one thing. <laughs> it's a multitude of things. That's true. It's it's also a mindset and how you view the thing, even before you act, because like you said, it is very much an action word. It's also how you see things and how you view yourself. And I found a few quotes where it's, um, let me just read it. Rumi, again, my nigga. Um, Stop acting so small. You are the universe in a static motion. I believe that viewing yourself as more, more than the physical bodies that we are. We talk about this a lot because we're hippies. It's more than the physical bodies. If you, if you were to really see yourself and to really view yourself as the entity that you are and how we're all connected outside of the physical world, then that mindset, that loving mindset, that compassion, that will flow. It's kind of like you love yourself. Like if you see what little you're a part of the bigger picture and how you're connected directly into that and how we're all one, you would automatically just love yourself and everything around you. Exactly. I forgot where this came from. I think it's one of those Tyler Perry movies. But it's like, don't you know? <laughs> you are like, <laughs> I mean, like, you are. I yeah, I wish I can, like, fucking speak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that's why we are looking at these other quotes of people who are more eloquent than myself. <laughs> Another quote from Alan Cohen. Don't know who that is. But to love yourself right now, just as you are, is to give yourself heaven. Don't wait until you die. If you wait, you die now. If you love, you live now. And live forever amen there's a few on those we said where it keeps you young no it's true because it's like as soon as you decide to love yourself and have compassion for yourself and have respect for yourself and all those aspects that you know is encaved in self-love you will live a much happier life like like you said like your heaven will be here because it will carry inside of you every day wouldn't you want what you carry outside with you every day to be happy, to be pure, to be loved. You know what I'm saying? Like step out into that world with that with you and everything that is crooked will be straight. As Buddha says, peace comes from within. Do not seek it without. And I like that because that's bars. Buddha had bars. I mean, he meant it as saying, don't seek it outside of yourself. But in the actual verbiage, it's like peace comes within. Don't seek it without. I'd be like, don't be going outside of the world without peace. I mean, that's not what he meant, yeah. but. But it works. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? 
And then I have uh, more quotes about um, motivation through love and not hate when it comes to mm-hmm. self-love. Like mm-hmm. uh, one quote by this guy, Dan Pierce. I don't know who he is, but here he goes. Peace who love themselves. Oh, peace. <laughs> I meant people. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> people who love themselves don't hurt other people. The more we hate ourselves, the more we want others to suffer. Oh, I love love. That's like that saying, hurt people hurt people. Exactly. But I like the way he says this in this way, because in one end, he's saying um, people, the people that you find out in the world that, you know, hate and, you know, spewing all this negativity, they probably don't love themselves. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And because hurt people hurt people, just like how you said, and people who hate themselves are going to try to hate other people. But then if you loved yourself, you wouldn't try to, you know, at least not intentionally hurt other people. So in a way, it's helping settle things inside of you. So you step out into the world, even like a better person. Sometimes our actions are reflected by all the things that are going on inside and we don't even realize it. So it's important to love yourself and to cultivate a good inside. So when you step outside into the world, you have armor, you have shield, and above all, you have love. That's beautiful, man. <laughs> and that's that's true. You know, it's it's going like I said, walking through life, knowing that you have your own back, essentially. If all else fails, because right, and then nigga on this arm that you can trust like yourself. And then there's a quote that says, "It is not what you are that holds you back; it is what you think you are not." Mm. Yep, just like how we said, you are the universe in right. motion. Or if you think you're not, if you you think you're not beautiful, if you think you're not great, if you think you're not good, you know what I mean. All these things hold you back. But let's yes. think about who you are as a person, and let's cultivate that because everyone is not the same. You no. can't say, "Oh, I'm not perfect." No one's perfect. You know who are you though? You know, and I think that's what people need to focus. I think that can help out a lot of people when it comes to self-love reflect on who you are that you are a child of god you're a reflection of the universe you are literally made of stardust this is the quote from tyler perry movie that i forgot it's that one with the monologues it's like black girl become yourself oh bitch yes (laughs) the the one that i have is why you look for that um, in order to love who you are, you cannot hate the experiences that shaped you. And I think that goes back to that long, you know, uh, Buddhist blog piece that I was talking about before, how you have to accept your your bad experiences that have shaped you and don't let the bad days make you think you had a bad life. Oh, you know? that's deep. Because sometimes you get so fixated over your experiences, but you don't really take a step back and look at everything in totality, just like with the mind. And science, what it is is that your mind only remembers things in your past that elicited a great emotion. Your brain has two parts that kind of deal with memory. One is short-term, one is long-term. Your short-term memory you use every day 
and it processes everything that's going on, but your brain has to feel like something is important enough to transfer it to your long-term memory. So it's like a vivid memory, like something you remember. That's why people have like a lot of tricks and neat things they do that kind of make things go from your short-term memory to your long-term memory. So you remember it mm-hmm. for a period of time. So usually you only really remember things that elicited a, a great a great feeling from you. Either it be very negative or very positive. So either it has to be a very bad experience or elicited a very negative emotion or it elicited a very positive emotion for you those are really the things that we usually remember that's why people you know when Uh, they think uh, about their childhood they only really remember really bad things or really good things but they don't remember all the normal days in between usually and everyone has a different perspective about life and about how things are skewed like your mom thought you had a fine childhood like i did everything you were always fed and blah 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 because you had a couple of bad experiences that shaped your childhood you may make it seem like you know you had not trying to take anything out of you know bad experiences that happen to people but you know it's worth thinking about for a second because my point being is that sometimes we carry a lot of negative with us because those are the things that we remember and we forget to take a step back and remember everything that has happened to us and all of our experiences that made us who we are. And sometimes we dwell a little too much on the negative, you know, and our experiences that we had, it goes back to the quote, it doesn't shape us. It's just a part of how we got here. And sometimes it's important for us to remember that. Exactly. Good or bad, our experiences are temporary. It is never the end point. It's just... And it was never everything. Exactly. It's a pit stop on the journey to self-actualization. Right. So I thought that was just important just to point out. I like that one. I have... um, a last quote because I still cannot find the one that I was literally just looking at for some reason. Um, and it kind of wraps up everything a little bit and we're going to end or restart with Buddhism where I started anyway. Buddha says, you can travel around the world to search for someone more lovable than yourself and yet that person is never to be found. Say that again? You can travel around the world to search for someone more lovable than yourself, and yet that person is never to be found. It's kind of an end-all thing, because nobody deserves it more than you, man. No, that's true. And I have something that kind of like goes off of that a little bit. It's just about like being your authentic self, because I think that's what we forget in this journey of self-love. I feel like some people... They think self-love is about being something that they think is good, but instead it's about just loving who you are, not forcing yourself to be something that you're not. So right. this quote is never force yourself to be something or someone that you're not. Never force yourself to say or do something just to please others. All of that which you are naturally not into because then you lose yourself and attract all the wrong vibes, all mm. the that will easily break and not last forever. Mm. so by being fraudulent in a way like you're being a fraud like with being fraudulent with yourself but you're doing it to yourself so being a fraud with yourself will only lead you to temporary slight happiness maybe 
But when you're always true to yourself, that's that's eternity. That's like life. That's, that's like peace. So, yep. That's alpha omega. You know, that is yep. peace. Exactly. You yeah, know? that's what we're saying, the difference between happiness and peace. But I feel like people in general, though those who either they wherever they are in their uh, their journey in life, if if you're seeking that happiness or if you're seeking self love, a lot of people attempt the fake it till you make it approach. Right where you um you exhibit behaviors or you take on behaviors or habits doing stuff that you think that you should do in order to be happy and not necessarily always with the intention of faking it or, or or not being authentic they just feel like you know these are the steps that i have to take in order to be happy or this is how i find um self-love but right. it's as we were saying before in the topics that we we talked about where it's you have to go through your own journey of healing whatever that may look like that's dealing with the ugliest parts of yourself or or your or your past or, or overcoming traumas or realizing and understanding yourself in its entirety the good and the bad the you know whatever you feel like you have to work on or just in itself how powerful you are as a being before you can step outside of yourself truly authentically have that peace and a a quote that i have that may make people feel better about being their authentic self Mm -hmm. um and then we can tell them about like kind of like a little shortly about like how we met and how being honest with yourself really can that you know are really meant to be in your life Um, i love the story of how we met (laughs) this quote is let your weird light shine bright yes bitch so the so the other weirdos know where to find you Oh, it's like a bad signal. I love it. So that's important to yourself because I found out early in life that once you don't, in order to be yourself, you have to love yourself. So self-love is the start of everything. But once you get to that self-love and you can actually be yourself out in the world, it's very important to win. Everything will just seem right to you. You will know who's good for you, who's not good for you. Like, you know, you would be able to really navigate life and feel like you're on your true path and on your true destiny and uh, going towards the right destination all because you're going to see the right signs. You're going to feel good in your heart every time you step outside. Everyone's not going to vibe with you. I don't vibe well with everyone. That's true. It's okay because if you don't vibe well with them, you can still be respectful. You can still be nice. You can still be casual, but you know those people aren't for you. Same thing with opportunities. You feel funny about an opportunity, even if it's something that you thought you wanted, you you don't do it. You go something that you feel is right inside and you can't do that until you love yourself. But once you do, you'll find there's a place for everyone in this world. And it's not that just because you don't vibe with somebody, they're a bad person or you're not the person you want to be, maybe they belong to be together. And I I feel like that's the ultimate kind of like, that's to me, that's like the ultimate lesson in life. Because once you, you understand that everything is so much better. Everything like you feel lighter as a person, your heart isn't so heavy. You know, let me tell you, this is quote, 
I mean, I recently, I've heard it before, but I recently heard it from, oh, what's that girl's name? Kelly Jenner's ex-best friend, Jordan, somebody. Jordan, Jordan Woods? I guess. I don't know. Don't judge me. Um, <laughs> it's from a person who actually did things. But the quote is, what is meant for me will not miss me. Like, it will never miss me. Right. It will always be there for you. Because if it's for you, then it will find you. Your people, your situations, your that job, that house, that man. It will if find you. If it's really meant for you, it will happen, sis. And Don't then... Somebody's husband. No, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no you're right. And then I have uh, another one that goes off of that. You can never meet your potential until you truly learn to love yourself. That's true. Yep. It all starts with you. Right. And then the only person you can change is yourself. The only person you can develop is yourself. Everyone else is just out here. So because we believe in the power of thought and the power of thinking, we're going to end on some self-love mantras. How do you feel about that? I'm with it. Um, I'd like to do also a, it's not really a mantra, and it's not, I guess it's more leading towards a prayer. Okay. I don't know, but you, you, you do your thug thizzle first. Well, I have a couple of ones. One is kind of like a quote, and then the other one is is more of a mantra. Um, No one is you, and that is your superpower. Mm, I like it. That's good to tell yourself when you feel like everyone around you is right and you're wrong. Because I felt like that when I was in school, like not even to like sound snotty, but I was just always very smart and ahead of the class. So literally everyone would agree with each other and think that they're right. And I would be like, you're wrong. It's this. And Mm -hmm. at first I used to be scared to speak up. After a while, I've noticed that I was always right. People are stupid. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was always right, and they were always wrong. So, mm-hmm. because a mm-hmm. whole group of people think one thing, don't mean you're wrong, even if you're the only person that thinks it. So that's why that is your superpower. You know what I mean? And it doesn't have to be on a right or wrong thing. It can, it can be on just the way people feel about things. You know, just because yeah. everyone else says something, that doesn't mean you're still not special and valid. True. Oh, no one is you, and that is your superpower. I like that one. And then I have another one that says, you are worthy, you are capable, you are beautiful. Book the ticket, write the book, create the dream, celebrate yourself, and rule your queendom. Your what? Queen dumb. Oh. (laughs) Girl. Um... My last one that I want to end with is do you, boo. Girl, that's my catchphrase. That's one of several. I like it. Do you, boo. (laughs) I like it. At the end of the day, hope you got something out of this. Yeah, we are experts of nothing. Just out here in these streets. We learn from you just as you learn from us because we are a tribe. Until next time. Continue to vibe. Yay.